0: The Mac Observer's Mac Geek Gab, number 14, recorded on Saturday, September 3rd, 2005. (music) Greetings, folks, and welcome. I'm Dave Hamilton from the Mac Observer, MacObserver.com, and I'm here with John Braun on a wonderful Saturday afternoon. How are you, John?
1: Very nice, and uh, looks like we're going to have a nice weekend too. Yeah, it's a beautiful day here in New Hampshire. You got to come visit us, you know, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got to check out the uh, the train uh, adventure yeah. details there.
0: We got a train that comes right to Durham. We'd love to have you. So, uh, awesome. any. Anyway, uh, we're doing this on Saturday because uh, well, it's a holiday weekend. Why? Well, schedules okay. schedules get all screwed up, and I have I had a gig last night, and I got a gig tonight, and the family's gone this weekend, but they're coming home tomorrow. So John and I figured, what the heck? We'll take a half hour away from our lovely Saturday and speak with you. Yeah, it's bright
1: out though. Well, I can deal with it. I know it is kind of weird to be podcasting during the day. <laughs> but at least I'm more awake I got I coffee just gonna, here instead of uh, some other beverage so, I was
0: uh, just going to say it's nice not to be totally exhausted from the end of, of a weekend so hopefully that'll mm-hmm. come through uh, we've got a couple things to talk about but the first thing we need to do is, is send our thoughts out to everyone in New Orleans and everyone with family and friends down there mm-hmm. I, I don't personally know anyone uh, in the area but uh, but I know that there are our listeners who do and, uh, and, and what a mess. mess it is a mess you can. Uh, there are many, many ways to help. Uh, one easy way, of course, is to simply donate money. And uh, we actually had a reader write in that said uh, that you can do it through the iTunes Music Store. I think is that right, John?
1: That's what I saw, but they uh, they ran into something that I think people run into just buying the music in general. So I don't yeah. think it's something that Apple intentionally did, but that was um, you
0: can't use your credit card, right?
1: If you're from a yeah, country, I guess. Or- certain yeah certain countries are restricted to what they can purchase on the store if their right. credit card is outside of a you know i think it's the music licensing stuff uh, uh, i'm sure it, it is yes that yeah uh, so um, we'll, we'll but, put know, a link
0: we'll put a link in the show notes to uh the uh a way to to donate money
1: directly so yeah uh uh redcross.org Red, Red directly there yeah and that's right uh, redcross.org yeah that's, that's right. where it goes anyways but uh yeah g- give them some money to help them clean up the mess I think that's yeah. the best thing they said you can do yeah
0: it is interesting there, there's a blog and I'm going to try and find it that uh, that my brother had showed me yesterday from uh, there's there's actually two guys and this actually falls into the geek gab in in a way that um, not, not two guys I think there's a team of five guys that are blogging from the uh, from the French Quarter, they they run a data center down there, so they've got all sorts of auxiliary power and bandwidth and all of that good stuff. And they're actually blogging directly from there. They're they're sort of holed up, uh, uh, I think, on the 10th and 11th floor of of a, a building down there. And they say there's snipers on the roof, or at least there were at, at one point in time. But I'll, I'll try and find the link again and, and put it in the show notes. Fascinating, wow. fascinating stuff. Um, yeah, interesting. Yeah, no, though, I heard. Uh, the, the, the the one interesting thing about that is power's gone, phone's gone, everything. But as long as they have their own backup power, it, IP connectivity still seems to be working. And that just fascinates me that uh, the Internet does what it's supposed to do and, and lives through even horrible disasters like this. So,
1: Yeah, I've, uh, actually, that's why I like to have uh, my cell phone as a backup uh, for connectivity because right. I've been in places where the landlines didn't work to connect to a modem. I think the last place I was in, uh, Iowa somewhere, which uh, they got a lot of corn, but uh, not a lot of good uh, (laughs) internet connectivity. Now, I got a a little mini rant here. I just heard this. I was listening to the local rock station. I won't uh, mention the station or the company, but it was a car dealership and they were advertising we'll give a hundred bucks to the effort and do your duty and buy a car from us. And it, it, You know, it was bordering on I mean, they said, wow. you know, God bless America, and the fl- and you know, to me, riding on top of a tragedy like that to sell cars really kind of that's horrible rubs me the wrong way. So that's uh, I horrible. won't mention the scummy dealership that did that. But uh, come on, guys, you know, give the money anyways. You know, don't don't make people buy cars for me to do it. So Man. okay, end of rant. But I won't say who it is. Just you know, get a better marketing person. probably my channel. You know those
0: guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, did, who They're said all that? The same. Was that somebody over my shoulder?
1: Anyway. Anyways, <laughs> in the spirit of sharing, though, yeah, you know. you, you said um, you had
0: a, uh, a a a sharing related story to tell that uh, that you wanted to share with our listeners, so
1: share away. Yes, I like to share. So, um, you'll notice that in uh, the story is actually that I had a, a colleague and they uh, they had a uh, hard disk crash and they needed a utility, so. Um, I wanted to pack up one of the hard drive rescue utilities to get over to them to see if they could rescue their drive, and this got into the whole thing, and it turned out to be a disk image, which you make with the disk utility, um, right? you know, create image, and you know, created a that .dmg file, which works great on OS X, mounts automatically when you click on it, all that fun stuff, right? Um, or this was one, one maybe for them to burn, so they could boot off of it, though, actually, no, he, he just needed to run it, so... And, you know, it turned into a file that was, you know, a few hundred megabytes, and, you know, it gets to be a challenge how to get something that large to someone else. Um, across, across the
0: Internet, or, or was it just from computer to computer?
1: Um, this was, you know, from computer to computer. We both have cable modems, and we're both behind, you know, routers, uh, okay. you know, so, slash So across fireballs. the Internet,
0: not, not, uh, not on a local network.
1: Right. Yeah, okay. local network, uh, you know, that, that I think is pretty straightforward. Um, but this is, yeah, transversing the internet, how to get files from yep. one to the other. Yep. Uh, that gets to be tricky depending on how you're set up. Um, it's probably less tricky if you're directly connected, but I don't think I'd ever recommend that you plug your cable modem or whatever directly into your computer. At least I don't think I'd do
0: it. Right, right. John, of course, is referring to the security concerns of just plugging your Mac directly into your cable modem. Mo- most of you are probably using routers uh, so that you can have multiple computers connected, but the router also does add a bit of uh, security to the equation in that your Mac isn't directly connected to the Internet, and so services uh, un... un- uh, uh and I am I'm, I'm I'm at a loss for a word which is fascinating. It's <laughs> very unusual. Hey, we've <laughs> got, a, we've awesome. got a first here. But uh but uh requests that come in that you didn't specifically ask for aren't directed to your Mac. They they are just sort of lost at the router for the most part. So yes. that that can be a good thing. Of course, uh, my guess is that your story is going to tell us that you had to specifically route traffic through your router to your Mac so that things worked the way that were the way you wanted them to.
1: Yes. So the, the first thing I tried was to try to email it. Now that didn't work, because uh, most mail servers oh, yeah. are gonna say, What are you crazy? You're trying to send a hundred megabyte file as an email attachment? Right. You know, get out. <laughs> um some may send you a nasty gram saying that, some may just, you know, totally drop it saying, you know, what are you nuts? So right. um file sharing is the way that you should do that sort of thing. But you know, maybe with a Gmail account, who knows? You know, they let you have, you know, big whoppers of files, but it's
0: I think even they limit them. attachments. I think they limit them to ten megs if Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, yeah.
1: Okay, because I tried it and it just kind of sat there. Like it, it didn't give me an error, but it didn't it didn't go through. I saw no network activity. But okay. so what I did in this case was the easiest way, because the other person was also on OS X, was to do the um, personal file sharing, which is actually the you know Apple Talk over IP yes. style of file sharing, which you know works natively on the Mac. If you go to the you know network portion. Uh, of your Mac servers will show up, and uh, there 's also I believe it 's Apple K that lets you connect to another server, yeah, so that I thought was the best choice, but what I, you know i didn 't want to um you know have my colleague in as me, so what I did is I also created an additional user, and what that does is create another area in the user section of uh, you know your hard drive yes, okay, for that sure. individual so that 's how I did it, so I basically created a new user form, gave them their own password, and they have their own space, yeah, and then brought the file over to the dropbox, which uh appeared in that area so so that got the system ready for them to come pick up the file the only extra thing I had to do is they was hitting it. before you sometimes got to you know create a little path um, right. from the machine from the outside the internet address to the internal at least in my right. situation I have all my machines on you know and most routers default to this the, the wireless ones and all that to a non routable Right. ip address i have mine 10.0. whatever right. so basically what i had to do and and that's locked um i don't dhcp on that because right. it's always there so um basically i had to create a rule within the uh router saying okay allow traffic from outside to inside and the only key here is that i had to bench import um i believe it's 548 it's, it's 548 I,
0: yeah, what, what john's what john's talking about here is when we when you turn on file sharing, your Mac starts listening for connections on on exactly that port you 're right five hundred forty eight and when it when it sees a connection come in on that port, then it says okay now you know let's let 's talk back a little back and forth a little bit, make sure that you 're trying to talk the same language I am and then the, uh, and then you give your username and password and, and then it gives you access to the things that you 're supposed to have access to, and that works all fine and good if the computers are all exposed and if you can actually get to port 548 on the Mac that you're trying to get to. What John's saying is that because his Mac is behind a router, you can't get to port 548 on his Mac. When you try to talk to port 548, it's his router that answers and his router says, hey, I don't do anything on 548, so goodbye. And it just ignores mm-hmm. the request. So, and uh, and I think it was portforward.com right that, that talked about all the different routers and, and how to configure all of them. So, if if you need to do this, um, instead of going through all the specific instructions for every brand of router that we could think of during the show, we'll simply give general instruction and uh, and, and and go from there. But uh, my guess is what you did is is you went into your router and went to mm-hmm. if you're if you're running a Linksys router, is that right, John? Yep. Okay, and we went to uh, uh, what is it? Administration, and and you can p- forward port five forty eight from the router to whatever Mac it is you're running file sharing on.
1: Exactly, is so, that right? Um, yeah, and that, that that was basically it. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah we can point to something that goes into more detail, but um, but that's the key. So if you run into a situation where you'd like to share the real thing is that most routers, as they should, and other you know network devices like that, yeah. will not accept requests that are initiated from outside, which is a good thing. That's a very good <laughs> thing,
0: yeah. Because if you were to look at all the requests that came in, if you just plug directly into your cable modem. and and ran a network monitor, you'd see all kinds of requests coming in. People looking for web servers, people looking for mail servers, file sharing, especially Windows file sharing. Very dangerous to leave that open to the world. If you you are going to share files, do it via Mac file sharing uh, and not Windows because, man, people are looking for that (laughs) and to exploit holes all the time.
1: So. Yeah, I I gave up. Um, I actually used to be set up where I ha- I would create a hole within my router. Yeah. But I basically I had nothing running on the Windows sharing port, which uh, that leads in very nicely. Is that you can also use Windows sharing in the sharing control panel. There's a Windows sharing choice, and it's very similar to the personal file sharing, but it's doing it over the ports that Windows uses, which I believe are 137 and 139, and and a few others here and there. But it's a it's a different protocol. I believe it's SMB slash SIF CIFS. Yeah, I think common about. Internet File System. Wow. So it's Similar, know what that
0: means <laughs> that's impressive, man.
1: I've had to go through it in the uh, during the, the the nine to five there, uh, helping wow. the Mac people talk to the Windows people. So that's why that Windows sharing is there. But I would advise you. Uh, oh, and it you know, works it's very Mac well. To Mac, yeah, I it yeah, use it. oh, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> uh, likewise, it works very good. It uh, you know allows you to share with uh, you know if you admit to or have to you know interact with Windows people. I have a Windows um, machine set up for the kids here. You know. <laughs> Uh, Why are you so mean to them? <laughs> hey, it was are you teaching them to deal with? Are you teaching them to deal with disappointment? That's right. And frustration? <laughs> Kids, this is what the
0: real world's like. <laughs> we know your home life is good, but this is what the real world's like. You're going to deal with the real world. Get used to it, kid.
1: <laughs> uh, and I think it even warns you now when I set up for the Windows sharing. It'll say, warning, the password information is either stored or transmitted in right. a format that's not quite... That secure and there have been exploits in the past where the uh, you know the encryption that they were using uh, to exchange the pa- username and password was uh, was kind of weak. Yeah. Um, they're not unique. I mean, other other file sharing and password mechanisms have have that issue too. But um, yeah, so don't use the Windows sharing unless you really need to. And I'm also looking at the sharing uh, preference here and just another thing. There's a tab next to it that says firewall. Yes. You probably want to have that on.
0: Just as a yeah. Do you turn yours on even though you're behind a router?
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah, just the Well, because I, I may be on a, another type of network. I may plug into another type of
0: network. Oh, with your laptop, sure, sure. Yeah, that's probably why. Yeah, but it, a it doesn't hurt.
1: Just in case there's an exploit and somebody does figure, however unlikely, I mean, there have been exploits, uh, you know, for the uh, the routers themselves, you yeah. know, uh, where they got to patch the firmware. So there may be a little hiccup in there. So I figure, you know, it doesn't hurt. And the nice thing is that when you activate the services, um,. The corresponding firewall port is opened um with the with the right. apple software firewall so uh which is a smart thing to do yeah when you, <laughs> so, yeah uh, when you
0: when you check that box on the sharing side it it automatically checks the complementary box on the firewall side so you don't have to drive yourself crazy mm-hmm. but, and being that it's during the day i don 't know if you heard that, John, but we had a a big plane go over from Pease. uh my my guess is it was going to pease here in uh, in portsmouth, so that's a, a big plane a big plane, yeah. Well, I heard that noise. It's like, what the heck is that? I'd take the headphones off for a second.
1: Yeah, we had the uh, had some fire engines going by before. But, oh, that's uh, good. Hopefully, uh, that's the, you'll hopefully get you'll get a
0: sound seeing tour of at least what it's like at our uh, respective uh, homes and offices here. So, the TMO towers east, as it were. Uh huh. Um, so, so back to your back to the thing here, though. That you, you talked about. Two different ways of trying to get this file to her. Did you think about turning on web sharing and/or FTP access? Because I would think web sharing would be a fairly easy way to do this, and you wouldn't have to deal with logins and all that good stuff.
1: Yes, I did. I thought of it, but. Well, actually, no, I didn't think of it. it, You wanted to do it because I was sharing a file and not a web page. So, yes, I went through a little more trouble than I needed to, but as you're pointing out, doing the web sharing, which is on port 80. Yeah, and you still have to do the port forward. Eh? The, uh, yep. yes, yes. Although you, you know that, that
0: brings up an interesting point. It you're right, it's on port eighty and a lot of internet providers block port eighty from coming into your cable modem. Um <sighs> and they'll also block because port eighty is where most people will run web servers and if you're not supposed to be running a web server, they they will block that. Mm. Uh so you may have been you may have been better off with five forty eight. I don't know if, if your provider I think you're with uh what, Optimum Online, right?
1: Okay. Yeah, and I think instinctually that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Well, and, and the same thing with mail. If you're trying to run your own mail server, and I wouldn't have any idea why, but if you're trying to run your own incoming mail server, your provider may block connections on port 25. And the reason is that there have been a lot of viruses and malware for the uh, the dark side uh, that, yes. that, that target those those ports specifically. And, uh, and there's actually some – man, these spammers get so smart – they, uh, if, they, if only they would use their powers for good instead of evil. of <laughs> evil. Yes. But what they did was they set up this piece of malware that, that went out and, and installed itself on, on your machine. And malware is a, a, just a generic term for software that that you don't want on your computer. And this wasn't for Macs. This was for Windows. But it's interesting geek talk, right? They, um, mm-hmm. they, they, so they, they, they somehow propagated this piece of malware through email or you know whatever. However, they, they decided to get it on your machine. And then... Your machine would register with a central server, and that machine would ne- – and then your machine would suddenly start sending uh, – it would start receiving spam that it, and, and addresses, and then you'd start relaying spam to the rest of the world. And uh, that way, th- no one could say, oh, just shut down that one mail server, because there were hundreds of thousands of, of computers out there infected with this thing and, uh, and just bouncing spam all over the world. So thankfully, they shut Zombies. that down, though.
1: I think that's zombies. Is that what that's called? There. Zombies, yeah. I think they call them zombie machines when they uh, kind of take over without your knowledge. Mm. And uh, and the last sharing thing I'll just mention very yeah. briefly. Uh, well, well, you did also, but FTP access. Mm.
0: File FTP. transfer protocol. See, I know some of this yes. stuff, too. Wow. You're pretty <laughs> smart.
1: Um, FTP gets a bit squirrely. I mean, it is an internet standard, which is great. Uh, Goza reports twenty-one and twenty and some others. It, um, it it is a squirrely protocol, yes. And that's where it gets weird from a security standpoint, because um, well, there's one thing. Uh, you know, I was just looking at the the, the uh, Apple implementation. Is one thing I don't really like about it is that when you do FTP over to the machine, yes, it kind of lets you jump around in the user area. Which yeah, I don't really like. So if you're logging in for a specific user, it'll let you cd up and down. And although the directories are protected, it kind of bothers me that they let you do that. I mean, uh, yeah, that's it's standard FTP
0: procedure to 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 do exactly that. But I, I agree with you. Better to to jail them into their own directory when uh, when doing FTP. And we've we've yeah. crossed into to uber geek mode here. So.
1: Yeah, it lets you run. But I did find something, and I'll just plug it very quickly. But yeah. I found something called Pure FTPD oh, Manager. We love that Have you thing. used this?
0: Oh, we use it on the uh, on the TMO servers, believe it Great.
1: or not. Great. Because, you know, I was looking at this problem, and I'm like, you know, somebody has to implement this in a, in a better way.
0: Um, the best part about Pure FTPD is you don't need to uh-huh. set up separate user accounts for for all the different usernames you want to log in right yes that, did you, okay because yeah, that's how we do it here it's awesome you, normally it, like John was saying he had to set up a separate user account for the, the uh, for the file sharing for, for this uh, colleague of his to, to log into his machine and download this disk image and that's a pain, because then when they're done, you got to go delete it, and it's deleting all these extra files and folders. Well, with pure FTPD, and is there a is there a, a, a Mac like GUI utility for pure FTPD, John?
1: Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's oh, what I came is. across when oh, I searched really? for it. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking oh, see, at it I'm, right I'm now. I used to do it from the command line. Yeah, it's pure FTPD manager. It's, uh, you know, adaptation of what's out for it. So it looks like it, you know, I saw it runs on, you know, pretty much any flavor of, yep. uh, you know, Unix and Irix and, you know, all those weird little uh, spin offs there. But I, I don't think it was much trouble for someone to take and just, you know, put a, a Mac front end. So, right. yeah, right. it's great. It creates, you know, their own little, you know, isolates them in their own little area so they can't get out of it. If you try yeah. to CD... Up, if you try to go up from where you are, you don't go any farther up. Right. So, right. Uh, so yeah, I like it, that it, because I think it's a proper implementation. It's a, a it's a great implementation.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's actually not. If you want to use true Unix terms, it's not proper, right? Because it's not actually logging you in as a as the user that you think you're logging in as. It's it's just logging you in and and giving you the permissions that have been pre-assigned, but not not via the Unix. Permissioning scheme via a, a totally separate one, but it works great and it it, it gets done exactly what you uh, you would want to get done. So, all
1: yeah. right. Well, um, last... the other thing I'll with FTP, yeah. I'm going to mention it. Just a final thing. You may have run across this, but um, yeah. there is something called a passive mode, and I just thought that mentioned that when you when you do set up your machine, much more friendly for of, routers. Yeah, a lot of times what happens is that. Uh, if you're not running passive mode, at some point what'll happen is that, uh, we kind of hinted at this before, we talked about this before, but the machine on the other end will kind of randomly pick a port to start doing its thing, and that's really not that. And, and so what happens if you're running normal FTP is typically that, that final negotiation will get blocked if there's too much firewalling or other stuff in the way. Right. The passive mode, what happens is it kind of lets it, it switches the responsibility over to the client side, and it will will prepare the connection, and it's more likely to succeed if you yes. if you run it in. Uh, not going into great detail. I mean, I'm just giving you the flavor why you should do it. Uh, either one could fail because a lot of times because FTP is, sometimes has expectations for certain ports to be open, uh, especially do the data you know transfer, not so much just connecting to it, which is always on 21 or should be. Right. Um, so just that I toss that in. I, I don't have the screen right in front of me where you uh, where you set that up, but uh, I think it's in the internet. Uh, I'm sorry, in the network setting somewhere. And, and, but anyway,
0: next week we can we can we're gonna we're gonna do this sharing thing in, in, in two chunks, folks. And next week we're gonna talk about remote access to your Mac, but uh, we'll we'll tease it a little bit and talk about how you could have used SCP or Secure Copy um, instead of all of this stuff, and and that's yet another uh, another way of doing it. So. Um, Excellent uh however we have plenty of stuff from last week to to sort of clean up from and uh and we got some audio comments and i really appreciate that because it makes things so much smoother on us although we do have to take the time to listen to them so that uh sometimes they they just don't get uh, get right at the top of the list but very happy to have them um Uh, We got an uh, email comment about this and an audio comment about it, too. We we keep mentioning menu meters, menu meters, menu meters. Menu
1: meters, menu meters, yeah.
0: Yeah, and we like it, um, but there is a way of using of getting a similar readout at least for CPU usage simply from the activity monitor. And uh, Brian Cook uh, sent in an audio comment about it, and Uwe Schmidt uh, wrote in about it. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and play Brian's audio comment. And then he he's got a question that, believe it or not, was answered by yet another audio comment, which is just awesome. So wow. yeah, so here we go.
2: Hey guys, it's Brian down in Southern New Hampshire. Uh, I just wanted to chime in and let you guys know of an alternative that I use to menu meters. I, at home, use a 12-inch iBook, and menu space is tight. So menu meters, although I love it, and I use it at work on a full widescreen, but uh, on the 12-inch iBook, it just keeps getting, you know, just bowled over by other apps and uh, or pushing other menu icons out of the way.
0: Yeah, that can, that can happen. And
2: it uh, just wasn't ideal for me. Um So what I found is that in Activity Monitor, you can go to view, dock icon... And then say show CPU usage history, and then you get the nice little CPU usage graph right in the dock, and you can hide Activity Monitor, and it'll just always be there. And that's one thing that I do and I love as an alternative to uh, menu meters.
0: I'm, I'm going to stop right here and, and add to that what, what Uwe Schmidt uh, wrote in, where he said that you can not only can you do it from the View menu in Activity Monitor, but you can right click on the dock icon itself and. and and do it from there and if you don't have a dual button mouse you can just uh, either control click on it or click and hold and a little menu will come up and uh, actually uh, no I I guess you can't control click can you? Do you know John?
1: Uh, I haven't tried it Um, though you know in my case though (laughs) I have more room in my menu bar than I do in my (laughs) dock I think I have about 30 things in my dock yeah (laughs) But, but no, that's a great suggestion. Yeah, you can, yeah, uh, can
0: control click, control click on the on the dock icon will work, and then you've got a little sub menu called Dock Icon, and you can you can control everything uh-huh. from there. So, all right, well, I'm going to get back to his because uh, he's got a question for us now. So, Brian, take it away.
2: So, I just wanted to let you guys and uh, your listeners know about Thanks. that. And I also wanted to ask a question: What you guys recommend for recording these uh, questions and comments? I'm currently using Audacity, but. Uh, have to imagine there's something better. I don't know. This seems uh, like it'll do the job, but it's you know not a native app. It's got these pinstripes from days of yore. And uh, was just looking. I know somebody last week. I think mentioned they were using iMovie. I'm not quite sure what they were doing there, unless they were recording themselves on a DV camera and pulling it off and stripping the audio out or what. But uh, if there like is a lot some tip in iMovie, I'd I'd love to hear that. I couldn't figure that out. Uh, but yeah, it'd be great to know what you guys recommend. Thanks.
0: Well, I didn't really have anything to recommend, but I was talking about this with a, uh, close family member this week and, uh, and got an audio comment from someone whose voice may be familiar to you, John. So we'll, uh, we'll let it, uh, we'll let it go. Hey guys, Matt here from Connecticut. Recently I was looking for an easy way to record audio comments I really didn't like the idea of opening GarageBand or another big application to get a quick comment out. I came across this application called Audio Recorder 2.0 for the Mac, written by Ben Shanfelder. It's one of those great little tiny apps that I know I soon won't be able to live without. When you're done recording, it has an option to reveal the MP3 file in the Finder, which is perfect for then dragging right into mail. Anyway, I thought you might want to share this with your listeners. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Thanks, Matt. That's uh, Matt Matt is uh, well, hes my brother. <laughs> and he's, he's also the guy who uh, who plays the opening guitar riff uh, at the at the beginning of the the show. There's, there's many stories behind that, but we'll, we won't go into that now. Uh, anyway, this audio recorder thing's awesome. It's a very small footprint app. It does exactly what Matt said and nothing else, which is perfect. Um, you basically finish recording and bam, it shows you the file in the Finder. The one thing about it, it'll record, and I, I'm, I'm doing this from memory, but it'll record AIFF mp3 mp4 and wave files that the one caveat is if you want to record an mp3 file you have to install the the lame mp3 encoder library and i don't know what lame stands for do you do you john <laughs>
1: I assume it's not lame.
0: (laughs) It's not. No, it's not lame. It works really well. But anyway, there there are and it's because they I I guess they can't bundle this lame library with their app or or you know something along those lines. In any event, you can simply use it to 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 send in AIFF files. They get very big, so if you if you're not going to go through installing lame, which is very simple and they explain it perfectly, if you're not going to do it, send them in using uh, MP4 files, which which will come in as QuickTime movies and use the uh, AAC compression, which is already built into your machine so you can you can do that so that uh that that software works great i was i was actually playing with it before and it's perfect for all of you who want to send in audio comments but just haven't figured out how we'll put a link in the show notes of course and now there's no excuses right we want these audio comments so uh and i, I think i have one more audio comment and uh and and then maybe we'll go into to a couple of tips here and uh, that people sent in and and then we'll uh deal with some business and we'll get out so uh, one more and I don't have the person's name I think it's Lisa but when I copied it from one machine to the other they lost their name so it must not be an mp3 file it is a WAV file that's why no ID3 tags Mm -hmm. yeah you ready it's about video chat software and to be honest I don't really remember what she said so we'll have to see see if we can actually answer this question
1: (laughs) hello this is Lisa from Virginia I love the Mac Observer podcast and what I'd love to see you guys talk about are um, the possibilities for using your Macintosh to participate in uh, video web conferencing. Because the rest of my university seems to be going to Microsoft Net Meeting, which doesn't seem to be performing across platform for me. Thanks a lot, and I look forward to more Mac Observer podcasts.
0: Thanks, Lisa. Nice clean audio. Uh, so maybe there's something to this whole wave file thing, right? Could uh, be. Well, vi- video conferencing. Of course, w- w- we all know about iChat, and we all know how well iChat works. I, m- my experience with it is that it's just awesome. Um, I-, I don't know though how that. W- I don't know that iMeeting. Uh, I sorry that iChat works with NetMeeting, right? I-, I don't. I don't think it does. Is that right, John?
1: I haven't tried it lately. I okay. th- they don't advertise to do video with that, though. There is another application I know of that allegedly will do video conferencing with iChat and i haven't actually verified it Um, aim the windows aim client above a certain version i okay yeah i remember they had a a, there was a press release you know i think it was a couple of years ago they finally you know ironed out the kinks in there so
0: the the one thing uh, that that the problem with aim is it looks great on on this end uh, on the mac end On Uh on on their end, they don't get to do anything larger than about a quarter of the screen, or maybe even less as a
1: video window. Oh yeah, that's right. They have these sizes defined. Yeah. Like one is like three hundred and twenty by three hundred and twenty or something. It's uh, not so good. Uh, Yeah.
0: Yeah. However, uh, there is a, a, a commercial piece of software called Trillion. That will use the same protocols and works great, and you can do full screen with it. And I think it's about, I think it's like twenty five bucks or, or thirty bucks to to register. It's again a Windows piece of software, but that's uh, that's what I have my my Windows using family members on, and it works great. It really uh, we, we we use it all the time. So
1: yeah, no, there's one I haven't looked at in a while, but at, the, at one point it was cross platform, and that's uh, iVisit. I don't know if. Uh you tried that as of late. I'm looking at their web page right now. Well, there, yeah, there's a couple
0: that are cross-platform, and and I know uh, my 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 friend Layton is going to write in and, and tell me about these other ones that I forget about because because I know he does it sometimes too. So we'll uh, we'll we'll come up with a list of them, I'm sure. So
1: yeah, this this looks to have a Windows and a Mac client. So yeah, I remember having it bundled with a webcam a while ago, and apparently they're still around. Uh, yeah, and it apparently uh, has some level that is free, and then there's a got to get an account so so i visit maybe worth a look and if we find any others we'll uh let people know
0: yeah there you go uh one thing that i have yet to try out i don't know if you saw the emails come in john we had two people at least phil and ben that both wrote in about a piece of software called applejack that uh basically it's a free piece of software uh it's available from SourceForge, .sourceforge applejack.sourceforge.net and uh and it allows you to. It, 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 I think it does all the cache cleaning, re, permission repairing, disk repairing, and all that. And it automates the the process, and then reboots your Mac when it's done. Um, so you, you you don't have to go through and, and do all this stuff manually from the command line. Is uh, is I, I guess how it uh, how it works. So I don't. Uh, I, ha- I have not used it yet, but but I'll put a put a link out there. There seem to be quite a few of you who have mentioned it. And I uh, didn't want it to, to go to waste. So we we keep talking about cocktail and and a couple of the other apps that uh, that are out there to do that. But uh, but it seems like Applejack will at least do some of it and do it for
1: free. So now there was one listener. You, you may have his name somewhere, but but he yeah. actually took something that I said seriously, which which in and of itself, <laughs> when I was talking about the <laughs> process killing game. Yes.
0: Yeah, somebody and I said, actually did that. Don't do this. Someone. did. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that, that was that was great. Yeah, and and I He's guess it brave got brave soul.
1: I don't have his name, but yeah, I don't
0: have that email in front of me either. But that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, John's referring to something from a few episodes ago where. We talked about just opening activity monitor and randomly starting to kill processes and see how far you could go with it. Someone actually did this and uh, and said that uh, they got fairly far, but but then all of a sudden they, they had they, I guess they killed the the windowing system or something and, and couldn 't kill anything else, and so they had to force restart their mac. I think was was, mm-hmm. was the the net of it so all right well we 're almost ready to wrap up here. We have some administrative stuff to go through. Uh, and so I'm pulling out all the papers uh, we, of course we have gmail invites we'll always have gmail invites um, and and Eric wrote in asking for one gmail invite and then and then asked for two more for his family which is fine they doubled my allotment this weekend so uh, I've got plenty and uh, and so if you want a gmail invite send a, send a note to us macgeekgab at macobserver.com and we'll uh, either John or I or both of us sometimes will take care of you um, but eric also sent in after he, he asked for his three uh, invites a, a, a url at the site called gmailis2creepy.com and that's gmail-is-hyphen-2-hyphen-creepy and and it talks about some potentially uh, important security concerns about using gmail uh, of course there's you know everything on everything you read on the internet is true right john but, yeah. Uh, but I, I don't that. know the validity of this but but he shared it with us and I figured I'd share it with you. It, it, we we have yet to to vet this out and and see what uh what it all means but I wanted to uh to share it along so. So that's that. a uh, uh, couple more things, right John? A Couple more. Uh the you Mac got observer Yeah, the Mac observer is looking for a either full or part-time reporter uh to join our ranks here. So if you are Interested? Let us know. We'd love to. Uh, we'd love to have you. So, and you can send that to uh, resumes at macobserver dot com. If you happen to send it to us, that's fine too. But we'll we'll forward it along to the
1: appropriate department. And that's why oh, we're cleaning out that one office.
0: Uh, yeah, that's why we're cleaning it out. That's right. Wasn't that the broom closet? Hey, hey, hey! You go. Yeah. No, no, no. That's that's a nice office, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know it doesn't have windows, but that's a plus. See, you no know, distractions.
1: High-speed internet
0: and high-speed internet. That's yeah. right. That cable dangling from the ceiling isn't just there for looks.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and and thank you to everyone who who is voting for us at Podcast Alley. We, we've spent uh, the 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 better part of this month, which of course is only three days, uh, in the top ten. So thank you very much. If you haven't voted yet, you're shirking your responsibilities. So get out there and vote, and then and, uh, and and then tell us or or not. But uh,
1: it's a because you know, to do. a vote for us is a vote. Can I say a vote for us is a vote for the Mac? You could. You can say that. Uh, I don't know if you can say it on the show,
0: but you can say it. And uh, okay. and and then my friend Jeff, who who voted, uh, wrote in. He said something about how this is America. I should be able to vote twice, but uh, I don't know how. And of course, you can't. Hey, vote. what's that?
1: It, I mean, others have.
0: That's. I hear that. I hear that. Jeez. Um, <laughs> Uh, but you can't vote twice. They they actually block or they, they log votes by IP. So I don't even think two people in the same house with different computers can vote this for the same podcast. But anyway, uh, well, you of- may want to
1: actually, you know. Unplug and replug whatever network device you have, and maybe you 'll get oh, a new man. DHCP no, uh, no no
0: no no we, uh, no, no vote <laughs> once for us don 't vote multiple times vote once for us or if you if you want to vote for somebody else that 's fine too but but it is a cool site it is a cool thing um, so vote but but don 't vote multiple times that just makes it that, that, you know that's no, no fun yeah so no, right, lawyers well, are uh, yeah. enough of our yakking. we uh, we uh we want your feedback. MacGeekGab at MacObserver.com. Audio comments. Speak Anything to us. you like. Even if you just want to say hi.
1: Or you don't. I'm like? home alone
0: this weekend, so you know. Have a great one folks. Thanks for listening. Are we done? Are we yeah, done? We're done.